0: No one ever saw this coming, but here we are, bonded forever by the same ex-husband. Once arch enemies and now partners in crime, we journey to the edge of sanity to uncover the dark truth about our ex-husband. My name is Athena. And I'm Amber. And we are the creators of ex wives Undercover.
1: This podcast is based on real-life events that are portrayed to the best of Athena and Amber's memory and also backed by court records and other factual evidence. While all the stories in the podcast are true, some names and identifying details have been changed to protect the privacy of the people involved. This is the part of the story that gets even more complicated, so I'll do my best to explain it as best I can. I am now in year five of my relationship with Ben, and we just celebrated our one-year anniversary. He's winding down his alleged cancer treatments in Seattle, and we have rented a cute little home in Hillsboro, Oregon. We also have the long-distance parenting plan signed off on by the courts as well. This is all allegedly Athena at this point has zero idea that we're even married, nor that Ben is in the process of moving to Oregon. This is because we're exclusively using a parenting app, but the twist is that Ben created fake emails for her and her husband, and is writing back and forth on their behalf. She is desperately trying to get to the bottom of why Sydney is acting so strange, and me and Athena have not seen or spoken to one another for years. Deanna has just finished beauty school and is desperately trying to get away from Ben physically, financially, and emotionally, but he's terrorizing her every step of the way. And while all this is percolating, Ben goes on Tinder and meets a woman in Norway and begins an online relationship with her secretly with plans to have her come visit him in the States. And then there's Avery. She rarely sees him, but on rare occasions, but still is sold on the dream he's selling her. In this episode, she makes a big move to show the world that they're together and celebrating their one year anniversary. Now, let's begin the episode, season one, episode 27 Liar, Liar. It's safe to say that our one year anniversary was a huge bust. I felt horrible, sad, and alone. What happened to the strong and confident woman that moved back to Oregon in early 2017? You know, the one that was not going to settle for anything less than she deserved. I seemed to have forgotten everything that I vowed to do when it came to Ben. And once again, he did not follow through with anything that he promised. And every day was another stall tactic. I was, however, feeling much better about the Avery situation when Ben showed me his phone one evening with the results of the lie detector test he had done. By the way, this was his idea, not mine. And also, don't forget that he did get two legitimate restraining orders that he filed in King County. So, with all this together, it definitely painted the picture that Ben was telling me the truth. I read the list of questions of the lie detector test, and it consistently said No deception detected. Question number one. Have you ever been unfaithful to your wife, Amber Jameson? Ben's response, no, never. No deception detected. Question number two. To your knowledge was the picture that Avery Nixon recently posted at least two years old. Ben's response, yes, I'm positive. No deception detected. Question three. Do you believe that Avery Nixon has an unfounded and unhealthy obsession with you? Ben's response, yes, absolutely. No deception detected. I remember doing my due diligence on the company that did the test and feeling relieved that they were indeed a legit company. And Ben also CC'd me on an email message to them requesting a hard copy of the results. Well, he's always trying to prove everything. Let me prove to you this way. Let me prove to you this. Let me show you my this, oh, this, yes. and that. So he is all about, I will get a lie detector test. That's right. The lie detector test. I can't even tell you how many times he's told me he will get a lie detector test. He does that with me too. I'm like, yeah. Oh man! Like no thanks. I'm I'm not down for fake ones, but a real one maybe. I actually remember looking into getting a real one done, and I was just going to surprise him and make the appointment, and then just be like, "Hey, guess what? We have an appointment. Let's leave right now," so he wouldn't be able to get out of it. But he already went and allegedly had one taken, so um, he kind of beat me to it. But When we left off last chapter, Avery, like literally as soon as we got back from Hawaii, she posted pictures of flowers. flowers. It was constant flowers. And he would show me his, you know, bank records and yeah, all that stuff to say he didn't. So he's just basically saying she's crazy. June was a busy month. The moving van with all of Ben's belongings from Seattle had arrived. He was finally here full time and it was a big relief to know that we could finally put everything behind us. My anniversary gift arrived too, a teeny tiny Range Rover Evoque. I remember seeing it, and while it was super cute, it made absolutely no sense at all. Did he not even think about the fact that we were knee-deep into looking at egg donors could possibly have twins during the IVF process? This little go-kart of a car barely even had a trunk. Where in the hell would a stroller even go? While I smiled and said thank you, I secretly was fuming at his thoughtlessness. And later, I found out that this car was actually a gift that he had previously bought for his secret girlfriend, Deanna. During the transition, Ben told me about a great job opportunity with Nike, which was super close to our new home in Hillsboro. The money from the database was still in limbo at the bank, and he explained to me that he wanted to stay productive and this consultant role would be perfect. He initially explained that there would be a decent amount of work trips while he got ramped up, but that, for whatever reason, set off my internal alarms. In the five years that I had known him doing the same exact position, he only went on maybe five trips total. While my parents were away on a cruise, they asked me and Ben to stay at their house and watch the dogs. Ben was all in, but then suddenly there was this big meeting in Los Angeles on that Monday, and the bigwigs at Nike had invited him to go to a football game the day before. So Saturday, at my parents' house, Ben tells me that he was going to go back to our house to pack because they were leaving first thing in the morning on the private jet. But something in the pit of my stomach knew there was something up. I didn't sleep a wink that night. And at the crack of dawn, I decided to drive over to our house and see if he was there and kiss him goodbye. He told me he was leaving at 11. But sure enough, when I got there no Ben. Absolutely nothing was touched in the house. The bed was made like nobody slept there. The TV station was turned to a channel that I watched and no food was touched. I knew it. But what was he up to? You know, I saw the moving van. My mom was actually here when the moving van came. She helped me unload this, the semi truck. I shouldn't have had any reason to believe or like, I don't know, be suspicious at yeah. that point. Like he did what yeah. he said he was going to do. He's now moving and living here full-time, but I still was hundred percent, if not more, I still felt the need to search for Avery and just check her Facebook every day. It was time consuming. I got to yeah. check Athena's yeah. Facebook because I wanted to know things weren't adding up. Like right. he would make excuses yeah. that had to do with you. And so if yes. I looked at you or Lexi's Facebook, inevitably i'd find something like oh well they're actually here not where you said they were going to be or whatever so i could always connect the dots and i always felt like even though this avery chick is got two restraining orders on her i still wanted to know what's up but i did i still felt suspicious i had the biggest gut feeling something was off and i didn't know what it was and all i knew was i want to see if he's at our house he should be he said he wasn't leaving until 11 o'clock on the plane, which is literally five minutes down the street. So I hauled ass in my Range Rover Evoque, <laughs> <laughs> my beautiful anniversary gift. I hauled ass over to our house, which is like 25, 30 minutes away. Okay. Nope, no Ben. It's like 8.30 in the morning, eight o'clock. No Ben, My the, just hit in my stomach. And yeah. I opened the door Nothing's been touched. The TV's still on to a channel that I watch. It would have if he was there last the night before, it would have been on ESPN, Fox Sport, like yeah, whatever right, sports right. channel.
2: It would WWE not Wrestling. have been on
1: Bravo. Because he doesn't watch Bravo. No, so that's what it no. was. It was like he or Bravo or some chick channel that is me clearly. And he would have the
0: TV on. Yeah. Or, yeah, for sure. So
1: nothing was touched in our um house one thing about Ben is like, he's notorious for snacking late at night and there's always a glass that he had his milk in and protein bar wrapper stuffed in it. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, totally. there's always protein, it's protein and milk, protein bar and milk. And there, yeah. he leaves everything like yeah. the, the, the cup with the wrappers stuffed in them everywhere. And it was, there was none of that. So I'm like, okay, hey, that's weird. There's never been one time that you've never, Snacked late at night watching TV. Then I go upstairs to our bedroom. The bed's made. The dude's never made a bed in his life since I've been there. The bed is not touched. And so I knew he was not there. Where in the fuck did he go? As usual, Ben had an excuse for why they left early and even texted me some photos of the interior of the Nike jet. He deflected brilliantly as he showed me how cool and fancy the plane was, and all the top-level execs he was with. I really didn't have much choice but to accept this bullshit explanation. But it was around this same time that I finally made an internal deal with myself. I knew that our five-year anniversary was coming up in about four months. I had to make peace that I did everything I could to make it work at this point. And if things weren't better, it had to be over. I just had to actually stick to my guns this time, and that was gonna be the hard part. Even though I had the inevitable that was brewing in the back of my head, I pushed forward with as much positivity as I could under the circumstances. I was completely consumed with a getting our new house perfect, particularly Sydney's room. I wanted her to know that we would always be there no matter what, and they would make this less than ideal situation work. I never ever wanted to pull Ben away from his daughter. But at this point, I couldn't see any other way. Me and Ben had made a pact to never miss a school function, a softball game, or anything else that was important to her. We even talked about eventually purchasing a condo in Seattle so we could stay for longer periods of time. Even though it might not have been a big deal to some, it was so important to me that when she came to visit us in Hillsboro, that she had a home, not just a house. And so her bedroom had to be perfect and special in every way. Sydney had a Pinterest account, and I was religiously making notes of all the bedrooms that she pinned. I was doing my best to get it ready for the big reveal in July, and I worked so hard putting all the details together, from the French bulldog sheets on her bed to her glam station. I knew she would love it. But every time I would tell Ben about my plans, he would just poo-poo it and make comments about how I really shouldn't go to so much effort. I thought that was so strange. Why wouldn't he want me to make her bedroom special? Nonetheless, She was beyond ecstatic, and her response was everything I had hoped for. I was having so much fun decorating our home and making it special, but it was important for me to have her bedroom, like, special. And I felt like a horrible person for moving.
0: So, sorry. (laughs)
1: No, you're fine. I felt a lot of guilt for that. And so, oh, I hate crying. It felt a lot of guilt for, um, you know, Ben made me feel like, the worst human being on the face of the planet. He put
0: you in an impossible
1: situation.
0: Yeah. You needed to be home. He made you second guess everything. He messed up so much. Of course you wanted to be home. He, he didn't deserve to get his cake and eat it too in Washington.
1: Yeah. And it just, um, yeah. when you hear that over and over and over that you're a bad person, I you're know. a bad person for wanting more and something better for yourself and a new beginning. And so it was up to me to make the situation as best as I could. And so. And people do that all the time. Yeah. You're I was like, four hours away. I don't want her to hate me for taking her dad away. And he would constantly make me feel like she's going to hate you. You also, know?
0: And it was never about her. It was like he'd be close to the other girlfriends.
1: Yeah. And so I remember, like, you know. Never about Sydney. Yeah. And I promised him, I was like, man, you know, I have a really flexible job and. I will be there for everything. I don't care if it's a Tuesday night school function. We will drive up. We will fly up. We have the money. We are not going to miss anything. We will not miss uh, a softball game. We will not miss yeah. anything. And we can even, you know, once the money comes through from the sale of the database, I was like, maybe we can buy a condo or something and we can spend yeah. a couple months at a time. And I was just trying so hard to which made to make it better. If
0: you just got 21 million.
1: Right. That is easy. Yeah.
0: Those, are, those are easy, like. Yeah, to do to fix things, to make it but, easy.
1: Yeah. And her bedroom, that was one of my priority projects was like to make it like her bedroom, not just like a spare room that she stays at, you know, when she's with us. And he, I would never forget this. Like, he just told me like, don't bother. Don't do that. Don't go to all that effort, Amber. And he and would kind of why. poo-poo me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I kept plowing forward <laughs> and I would follow her on Pinterest to see know kind of what things that she liked and yeah. you know take notes and I absolutely
0: everything she's ever yeah. wanted
1: yeah and so I just remember being oh, so excited like I finally finished it it's not well it was like almost done it was as done as it was gonna get in the short time frame that I had because we hadn't seen her for a few weeks a couple yeah. weeks I think at that time and so um so it was so sweet it was the cutest thing and him and her yeah. pulled up at like 11 o'clock at night and they're tired from the four-hour drive and um, he actually, Ben videotaped it or video cameraed it or whatever um, yeah. and her little face, she was just like, oh my god, and years apart, do you remember one time when she goes like, and this, her like eye, gla- And her eyeglasses Yes,
0: and she kind of she's just so over- puts her hand like, over she, her. Yeah, yeah. she almost cried. like I think yeah. she, yeah
3: Now? Okay, go ahead
4: <gasps> Oh my gosh What do you
3: think? Pretty cute, huh? Is
4: it so cool? I love it! Look, at this, look what's over your bed. Oh wow. <gasps>
1: the most part Ben was in Oregon with me but it never seemed to be the full seven days of the week there was always at least a couple of days that he was in Seattle because according to him Athena was not complying with a long distance parenting plan and while that was going on Avery decided to rear her head again and this time she upped the ante by changing her main profile picture to one of her and Ben with a caption celebrating one year with a little heart emoji Oh my god, could things get any worse? What was wrong with this woman? I couldn't do anything but trust that Ben was calling the police like he said he was and hope that it was being taken care of. If you remember, he told me that I was prohibited from reaching out to Avery because of the restraining order. I just couldn't even fathom what kind of mentally unstable person would do this. She had to be crazy. In fact, I looked up mental health diagnoses and found one that was right on the money. Erotomania which is a rare mental health condition that happens when someone is fixated on the idea that another person is intensely in love with them. Ben, of course, was all over it and knew without a shadow of a doubt that that was definitely what Avery must have. So the last picture she posted was in May after our honeymoon, or whatever, one year anniversary, and it was just flowers and so he was basically like she's buying them for herself here's my everything i am not sending these but i will call the police again but then fucking a i'm looking like normal and in july this time she used to just post the pictures like not as her main profile but then all of a sudden i check one day and it's a full-on main profile picture of him and her new picture I love how you quote the erotomania. erotomania, right? Yeah. I don't think, have I got to that part? So <laughs> That's where we are right now. Yeah. So I'm livid and I'm like, what kind of crazy nut job? Post a picture like she's with this guy when he's living five, six days a week in Oregon. Not to mention she kept doing things that would make me question. Like there were maybe three, four, five at best pictures and she put them up and then take them down, put them up, take them down. Um, and then she would allude to things like, Oh, I'm with my boys, meaning her dogs and Ben. Um, and I'm sitting there reading it going, but I'm with him right now. So why are you posting pictures saying you're with him when I know for a fact I'm sitting on the couch watching 2020, (laughs) you know, with him. So that I was like, that's bizarre. That's weird behavior. And I don't, understand it. And I could see that he filed two restraining orders. And at the time I thought that the lie detector test was valid and real. real. Yeah. So I start like, I don't know what else to make of this other than she's crazy. So I'm looking up delusional disorders and I find one (laughs) called erotomania and I've never heard of it. And he went with it. He's like, so basically erotomania is people, they generally tell us please. (laughs) Right. So erotomania, it is a delusional disorder Okay. It happens more often with like celebrities where people get so infatuated with them. They think they're having a relationship
0: Yeah, and that oh, they're in love Oh, that's the title of it.
1: Yeah. Oh. Like they think that they're in a yeah. full-on relationship with someone they've never met. Don't know, whatever, like, but it, yeah. And Crazy. she fit the description, like her behavior. I was like, do you think it's something like this? Like some kind of weird. Yeah. And he's like, oh yes, that is he's like, you nailed it, babe. You oh, it. Yeah, he was all over it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know this. He's like, why didn't I think of that? to Yes, I know. So I seeded that into his little brain. So he went with it and was like, yeah, that's totally what Avery has. She's crazy, neurotic psycho. And what he told me is that I'm calling the police. If she gets three strikes, she's out and she goes to jail. So that's what he played it off. He's like, well, she took the picture down. That's one strike. She needs two more strikes. And then she goes to, to jail. Let's take a look at what was happening from Avery's perspective. While things weren't great, and she didn't get to see him as often as she liked, Avery was holding out hope that there was going to be a happy ending. By that summer, it was their one-year anniversary, and she began posting more public photos on social media of her and Ben. But each time she would do that, Ben would ask her to take them down immediately, saying Amber was crazy, and he wasn't sure what she'd do next. All the while... Avery was creating a bedroom for Sydney at her home and planning their future together. They even got a Frenchie bulldog and talked about having children of their own one day.
0: So you know that that something's relationship was right. very bumpy.
1: Yes. All the way until they hit that their
0: one-year anniversary. You know it was probably, like, just yeah. not even enjoyable anymore. You don't have right. any trust. Your gut's right. gnawing at you. It's like telling you, you know, something's just not right. And so you dig and you dig. And you spend way too much time digging and it's a terrible feeling. I, ugh. And I you know, that.
1: for her, because he said it to me, is he told her he's getting a restraining order on me. He probably created fake documents or something to show oh, her. Oh, sure. And um, I never noticed any more pictures. She did not upload any more pictures until, I mean, I guess, maybe in May there was one picture, and then immediately she, t- she would take it down. And so by their one year anniversary, she put like a main profile pic and that was the first time she did that. And I lost my mind. Like what is going on? And he made her take it down
2: Yeah, and red so flag right there I don't too. Know
1: how? Like, She kept trying to post pictures and literally within a couple of hours, I would freak out. He would make her take him down. So I don't know what he was telling her to get her to oh, take those pictures down. But she so did. So many time.
0: ideas crossed my mind what he was telling her. Right. She's psycho. She'll come threaten to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you or your dogs. Yeah. Like, she's crazy. She's killed a dog yeah. before. <laughs> probably, probably. Like, but don't, we don't want her to know who yeah. you are. Like, I want to protect you. Yeah. I love you. We're going to have children one day. The mother of my child can't be murdered. Yeah, Please don't put yourself up in that
1: situation for Avery. Like, he's I know. Kind of been like, but, like, oh God, he is. So she's like. And then he and buys you off. So then he bought her the French bulldog. Yes. And oh. that also was to appease. Sydney to keep her happy and content. Like, go ahead and keep daddy's lies. I'll get you a Frenchie. And that summer, that was their one year. I think that's when she started maybe creating a room for Sydney at her house, um, like an official room. And, you know, we were, we had the room at our house that summer and he had moved a hundred percent full-time in Oregon by this point. So that's when she started posting all the pictures because she obviously must have felt insecure. He's gone even more than ever because now he's moved, but she doesn't know that. Yeah. And he secretly took out two different restraining orders on her and they were legit ones because I saw him. I know he had no idea. Now that Ben was living in Oregon, I thought it would be a chance for all of my friends and family to really get to know him, but that didn't happen. After interviewing them, they all had the same thing to say about Ben. Check it out. This is my sister and friends Carrie and Sandy.
4: Oh, the other, the other thing that was weird to me is every time Mom and I would come to Seattle to visit, he would not be there pretty much the whole time. And you would say, oh, he just went out with the guys Um, He doesn't get much opportunity to go out with the guys. So he figured while you guys were here, he would just give us our time and he was going to go hang out with the guys. And that was definitely a strange thing. And I would tell mom, I don't know, this is weird. Why does he not want to get, it seemed like he didn't want to get to know us very well. Um, You would make it all about, oh, he just wanted to give us our space because we don't get to see each other. But I felt like
1: he should want to stay and get to know us. And he didn't. And also, you mentioned about Gabe, like them having common interests. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I think Gabe um, texted him a few times to
4: see if he wanted to come watch football, um, especially once you were living out this way, um, or even when you guys were going to be here for a visit. Um, he tried to tried to hang out with them on a few different occasions he was never interested he always had some sort of excuse why he couldn't so gabe always felt like i'm a cool guy why would he not want to hang out with me
1: <laughs> i know right and they're both obsessed with football so it makes sense that yeah. you guys are now brothers-in-law almost yeah. And so why wouldn't you want to hang out yeah it is weird I think I told you right away all the sketchy things but you met Ben and you and Eric actually we had dinner together a couple times um did either of you pick up weird vibes
2: um no nothing nothing remotely like what he actually is um like I, I was telling you I think the only thing was like he just seemed sort of I can't think of any other word beside reserved. Like he just didn't seem like he really wanted to engage or like really get to know us all that well. It seemed like he just wanted to keep a little bit of a distance and you're kind of, I mean, you are an introvert. I know that about you because I've known you long enough, but you're pretty um, friendly and kind of like when you're interacting with people, you're really engaging and kind of outgoing and stuff. And so he didn't seem like that totally but i just like i didn't really i was oblivious you seemed happy i mean because i didn't know all the drama at the time so yeah
1: i think my sister actually mentioned she had a similar thought about ben and that he was nice enough but she said that he never really got to know her or tried to get to know her You know, like she felt like he just didn't put a lot of effort into getting to know our family or my friends, really. It was just like cordial and nice enough, but not like you don't walk away going, oh, wow, he's my new friend. It's more like, okay, I guess when I'm forced to have dinner with you again, (laughs) I will. But, you know,
2: yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of because I think, yeah, I think I met you guys for brunch one time and we did dinner one time and, um, you guys come to our wedding. But, right. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't have. I, it's hard, you know. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and knowing all this about him, it's it's would be easy to be like, "Oh yeah, I had a bad vibe." But I don't think I really picked up on anything in particular. And, right. And I
1: actually thought you guys would have. You know, you were an athlete. Your husband likes sports. I thought there would be a sports commonality, but he just yeah. seemed really. You know, I mean. He's Mr. Protein, so he probably wasn't happy that I ordered a vegetarian pizza when y'all came over. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, All pissy because he had a vegetable pizza. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, he didn't necessarily, it's like what your sister said. He, he was nice enough. It just didn't really seem like he, it, it's like getting to know us, he could take our leave, sort of. Yeah. But,
1: You were there from the beginning, girlfriend, and you are the only friend that was very outspoken about your dislike for Ben. (laughs) And do you recall when you felt, nope, nope, don't like this guy? What was that defining moment?
3: I think it was the time where you guys came to the house. That was the first time I ever really spent any time with him. And, um, he came to the house, we were going to dinner, or you we were just stopping by. I can't really recall. But he, my husband offered him a beer, and um, he was very careful to say no and that, you know, he didn't drink in front of his daughter. And um, I just thought that's a little peculiar. And it just didn't sit right with me, not because he doesn't drink in front of his daughter but I just felt like there was something just not right. You know, when we are raising kids, I have kids of my own, that it seems like everything in moderation, you know? And um, it's okay to have them see you once in a while, have a beer. And I just felt he was just so trying to be perfect. And nothing against his decision it was more about just how he presented that
1: yeah like there was some kind of front yes sort of but i mean we all including myself we all saw his red flags we all saw the the crazy stories but for the most part my mom and several other friends were very quiet about it like they had their opinions about it but you were very outspoken like he's fucking lying (laughs) yeah (laughs) he and the funny part is is that i would tell ben like sandy doesn't buy your bullshit (laughs) and yeah you were the only friend that wasn't falling for any of it um why do you feel that you were so outspoken about it because some people felt like if they were that they might drive me away or cause trouble in the friendship or whatever i i didn't Take it that way because I agreed with you. Honestly, like I knew exactly where you're coming from, so I didn't feel like, oh my god, I don't want to talk to Sandy anymore because she's being mean to my guy. But you were just like, nah, uh, uh, nope. Yeah,
3: (laughs) I think there was just certain things that didn't add up in conversations with you that you would say he was things he was doing or things he was working on or things he had said, and I. I always, um, I, I dig a little deeper when I think about things and I hear things because I've seen so much in not only my daily life with what I deal with at work every day, uh, but with people in general um, and how I grew up. That I don't ever really take anything at face value, and I question things and there was too many question marks popping up along the way with regards to him and I was secure in our friendship and I know you know that I come from a place um, of good intent that I'm not just picking on your boyfriend or your husband but that I have genuine concern for you and where you're headed with this person. And so because I was confident in our friendship of 30 years, um, I didn't worry about that. If I was coming from a place that was malicious, then I would have something to worry about. But it just, never, nothing ever added up with him and it didn't make any sense to me. And every time there was this question mark that popped up, it was just one more check on the board for him that you don't make sense and when things don't make sense there's a reason
1: yeah it's kind of heartbreaking too because some of the other women that ben had affairs with they lost friends um because they chose him and the friends were like i don't want to be your friend anymore i don't want to be a part of it and it's kind of heartbreaking when people kind of they don't understand you know what i mean it's just like that that shouldn't be a reason to end a friendship with someone because they're in a really messy situation. We've all been in it, different circumstances, but we've all been in messy situations. And it's just hard. It's really hard when you you feel a little powerless because you want to shake your friend and be like, wake the fuck up. And they're just in it. And you have to kind of let them run its course and just be there to support them. So there was, like, I was very fortunate even through everything and even how blinded I was by some of it that my friends stood by me and and everything now okay
3: um I think because we have a solid friendship that uh ultimately it was difficult for me to see you going through these things and always going you know staying with him and and taking what he said um you know, a little at face value and watching that happen. It was difficult and heartbreaking because nobody wants that for their friend. I mean, you waited a long time to get married and I wanted you, I was the first one to like be so excited about it. Um, but also I like to keep it real and there was too many things that weren't adding up. And so I, I'm going to support you and we're always going to be friends But uh, I am going to speak my mind as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I love that about you. You're a little bit tiger for all of our listeners. (laughs) He's a big old bit tiger. Don't mess with Sandy. You met Ben on numerous occasions. Did you feel like he was trying to get to know you at all? Never. Never.
3: That was one of the red flags as well. He never wanted to get to know your friends. He would be present. He would be there if you drug him over to us, but he never really asked about us or our lives or what we like to do. Or he talked mostly about his accomplishments. And oh yeah, I used to be a UFC fighter, you know. And I just think every time there's something that comes up where somebody has this big. Like an example, it it may not be true. They may just be talking to talk, you know. Mm-hmm. But he never tried to get to know my husband. He never tried to get to know me.
1: <laughs> what did what did your husband say that one night? There was a group of us. When he says, "Like don't ever make me
3: do that again." He guess. Just said, "Don't ever make." You know, my husband gets along with everyone. Yes, he likes everyone. He enjoys talking to anybody, but he, he came home and he said, do not ever put me through that again. That was excruciating because it was just, the conversation was about steroids and, you know, what he takes and this and that. And my husband's like, why are you bragging about that?
1: See, you- okay, but I didn't even know that conversation was happening because there was another person at, yeah, in the group, won't say who, but um, who, who dis, does steroids. And I wasn't in on that conversation with the boys talking. And Ben had always denied doing them. So his flip on that was when we left, he's like, yeah, so-and-so does steroids. And he was telling me all about it. And because I had done them in the past, I knew what he was talking about. And so he wasn't even acting like he was bragging, you know what I mean? Oh and so, no, he was, he, yeah. was
3: definitely, he was definitely engaging in the conversation about workouts and mm-hmm. steroids and you know, my husband is is not into that. He does not inject things in his body and he doesn't need to be a guy standing on a rock beating his chest.
1: Right yes
3: so it was just a, it was just an ego thing you know what's
1: it always i don't know i always wonder because i was such a blabbermouth and he knew i was very close with my friends and family and told them everything yeah i wonder if there was an element of just being really awkward like feeling like oh gosh they know all my business and all my lies that i've been telling amber and just feeling weird I mean, he should be. He should feel weird. I mean, the crap that came out of his mouth.
3: Really? No, I think he thought he could fool everyone. Mm -hmm. And even though you were telling us this stuff, I think he feels like he can fool people. Yeah, and that that we're all dumb. I'm gonna buy it. it. Mm -hmm. And that and that he's gotten away with it. And so as long as he's nice to your face and and chummy with you and pleasantries that he he's fine he's okay with that
1: while we were going through boxes of ben's belongings that summer we discovered a bunch of baby books and toys from when he was a child he suggested that we keep them for our baby and so i toted them upstairs to the empty bedroom that we had reserved for our future little one it was hard though And I still struggled every day to make peace with choosing to use a donor egg. And at this point, Athena was pregnant yet again with her fourth child.
0: Went so far to talk about keeping them for your guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He sabotaged every IVF. He likes to tell
1: everyone that we didn't have a nursery. And while it wasn't decorated like a nursery, it was empty and reserved for our future baby. We had signed a contract with an agency And we were, I still remember this day we were cleaning out the garage and I was trying to purge some stuff. And I found a bunch of like baby toys, baby books, just stuff like that. And I was like, do you want to keep these? I mean, we can always buy new ones. Oh no, we got to keep those. And those are sentimental and special to me and we can give them to our baby. And we used to start calling that baby. So we can't say Sydney's real name, but she has a, um, like a gender gender neutral name that could go either way for a boy or a girl. Yes. So we would joke that we would name the baby the same first name and have a rhyming masculine middle name. And so, because do you remember that TV show from the eighties? Or
4: like, this is my brother Dale. This is
1: my other brother Dale. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. We, we this is my brother like, Dale. This is yeah, Dale. This is my brother, is my other brother Dale. Brother Dale. So we're like, <laughs> we're gonna name our kids like. Sydney Sydney, but her real name? Like Sydney, this Sydney <laughs> we were like this is Sydney. So this, this is my, my other Sydney, Sydney. This is Sydney Sid. <laughs> yeah. And so even Sydney would joke about it. We would laugh about it. Like, this is for you know, for the future boy that he wanted or whatever. But we did have a room. The upstairs room by Sydney's bedroom was going to be the nursery. And he tells everyone, Oh no, we never did. I'm like, Yes, we did. Everyone's seen it. My mom's seen it. My sister's seen it. I believe. I mean, why wouldn't you? I knew that we needed to make peace with Athena and get along for the sake of Sydney. I even remember asking Ben about getting Sydney ready for the new school year and how we could help. And while he told me no when I asked about sending money or supplies to Athena, I did anyways. I still had her blocked on all fronts, but she did send me a lovely thank you message to my iPad, which was used by Sydney while she was at our house. But just when I thought things were getting better with her... She refused to follow the long-distance parenting plan, allegedly. Don't forget, she has no idea about anything Ben was telling me. Nonetheless, I did think she knew and was using the parenting app, so I was infuriated, especially after five years of the same BS. September was a crazy month for Ben. I'm on his ass every day pretty much because nothing is adding up, and we were inching closer and closer to our five-year anniversary It was make-or-break time and big decisions needed to be made. Athena was also on his ass as well. And his two girlfriends weren't any more happier with their situations. Let's start with Deanna and what was transpiring with her. She finally got the courage to break things off for good, but Ben took it to the next level. In September, Deanna began dating a new guy and posted it on social media. And of course, the narcissist that he is... Ben lost his mind and did the usual begging and pleading for her to give him another chance. All the while, he was signing paperwork to do another round of IVF with his wife, planning a future with his other girlfriend, Avery, and wooing a new woman, Anne, from Norway to join him on a romantic vacation to Hawaii. The repetitive bouquets of flowers were turned away and the emails and texts weren't working. Ben upped the ante by faking his own death to make sure Deanna would pay for not succumbing to his usual ploys. Ben sent a video to her daughter of him taking pills and then created a fake Facebook page that was allegedly from his stepsister and sent a message to Deanna that said Ben was dead and that it was all her fault. This was all a lie. With the support of her friends, Deanna took the first steps to file a restraining order on Ben.
3: I am absolutely terrified of him. He has caused me incredible strife, panic attacks, reenacted PTSD. I've lost 35 pounds due to stress. I've almost lost my job. He will stop at nothing to destroy me and cause harm. I've had to restart therapy with no insurance and attend domestic abuse meetings just to breathe. I have trouble eating and sleeping. This man has terrified me physically and emotionally, mentally and financially. Please help me. And he called my friend and said, if you do this, I'm going to destroy every single one of your friends. Because oh, yeah. he had my phone.
1: Here is the real audio footage from the suicide video he sent Deanna. I know you can't see the video, but basically what he is doing is dumping a bunch of pills into the palm of his hand and saying, here I go. I'm going to take them. Come Hi, in. Here we go. Thank you for being such a great fucking.
4: Dodgers
1: yeah thanks dude help you stay on
3: track big too see USA Bank guess this time I'm not full of shit huh find help at every turn with USA Bank two tacos on
1: the
0: we're
1: Avery was still not letting up either, and every day she would post one of four picks she had. And I couldn't help but think, wouldn't she have more pictures with him if they were actually together? Sometimes they would be posted and other days she would take them down. Then I would notice she would post pictures that would allude that she was with him when, in actuality, he was with me. I thought it was the strangest thing and only fed into my thoughts that she had some type of delusional disorder. Then one evening, while I was on the couch with Ben watching our usual Friday night lineup of Dateline in 2020, I saw that Avery posted a photo of Ben on her bed with her puppy that was captioned "Friday night with my guys." She also changed her profile to one of her and him again. Motherfucker, this bitch needs to go. That was picture number five. That was a new one that she hadn't posted. So then I'm like, okay, she's recycling the same four pictures. She probably did. He looked kind of out of it. And she love it. posted it and said, hanging out with my guy, my boys on Friday night. And I'm like, bitch, no, you're not. He's sitting here watching TV with me. You stop. <laughs> just remember going, oh my God, what is wrong with her? I'm over it. So she it. was
0: sending you subliminal messages clearly. Yes. Once
1: posting, wanting you to know. It probably yeah. was from the night before or... But, but it wasn't making me think he was with her. It was making me think the opposite. Make, it was making me think she was weird. Like, yeah, I don't post pictures, like, that are eluded. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, I, I just thought it was very weird. But, and you weren't sure it was from the Friday before and you're just seeing it? You checked the date and you knew 100%? Oh, I, yeah,
1: I checked of course it, like, checked every day. day. So I knew. Okay. It. She was <laughs> implying, like, tonight. He's hanging you. out with me tonight. And I'm like, yeah, nope. I'm pretty sure he's right here. So, again what are you doing? So if she would have posted it
0: and just told the truth about what date it was. Yes. you would have thought it was very believable.
1: If he wasn't with me, then I'd be like, Oh, he's with her. But she wasn't, she was posting shit when he was with me. So I'm like, Oh no, this is not good. But what did tip me off and threw me over the edge was that it was a new picture. One I hadn't seen before. So this was like True. picture number five. And then I'm like, and this is so funny. Cause I remember showing it to my mom. This is totally a side thing. But my mom, I showed her the picture after, you know, at this time my parents didn't know about Avery, but after this all happened, I showed her that some of the pictures that Avery would post, and she's like, What the fuck is wrong with his hair? That's the ugliest hair I've ever seen. And that was when Deanna was in beauty school. <laughs> so she was trying to do like edgy haircuts, and he looked like a complete freaking dork. Oh so, my I gosh, thought I thought the exact same thing. Do you remember? Yeah. Me? Oh gosh, my mom was like, like, What is he doing to his hair? Like, did he look like so Dexter awful. with like this. Yes. Like, yes it was like a was, flop piece. Of, it was awful and so yeah that was the I'm haircut like, why do you look like a pinhead he had like yes it was like, like shaved
3: like, in like a mohawk
1: way yeah oh like, yeah oh my he's gosh, got these so like funny. rolls in the back of his head and so i'm like you need to have some hair to cover up the rolls on <laughs> your neck Not,
0: you were like trying no. to redress him and restyle him and i was like oh
1: that was deanna because she was in beauty school Oh, and he would get gosh, her, his so hair funny. done by her, and she'd probably try some trendy whatever that he just couldn't pull off, or whatever. So it was just a totally funny thing. But,
0: that of course- That is hilarious. He tells me- He always me. had his hair
1: done perfectly.
0: Not perfectly, yeah. but like, it was like clean cut. You know what I mean? Like, it was like fresh. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking, wow, when did you get so into getting your hair cut all the time?
1: Yeah. So that did tip me off. And then his excuse was that that was an old picture again. He said it was taken at his friend Nick's house and that that was when he first found out he had cancer. And he asked Nick if he could take a nap in his spare bedroom. And she came in with her stupid dog, he said. The cute Frenchie. He called, he's like, her dumbass dog came in and woke me up and she thought Aero it was funny. is Aero. amazing. He's so cute. Yeah. But he, of course, talked shit about him. And he's like, Avery thought it was cute that the dog came and woke me up and so she snapped a picture when I wasn't, you know ready but all bullshit obviously all bullshit my heart began racing and I could feel my body getting hot Ben of course played dumb when I showed him my discovery he stepped out of the room and told me he was calling the police and within a very short period of time he said they were going to Avery's house and arresting her grabbing his keys he walked to the front door and confused I asked him where he was going And he quickly replied that he wanted to see this with his own eyes. He was filled with excitement that he was going to see this psycho get what she deserved. For what seemed like forever, I sat waiting for an update from Ben. And then my phone dinged and there she was in a fuzzy photo with a police officer. Avery was arrested.
0: Next time on Ex-Wives Undercover.
1: There was it always a big something? boom,
0: an explosion, uh, a scam, a scheme, a breakup, a huge lie uncovered pulling me or dragging me into some weird story where women are reaching out to me. So
1: I was almost like waiting for it. Just enjoying the downtime because you knew it's coming and yeah. it did. He just said everything in this family app, which how in the hell would I ever imagine he was faking being you and Chris for True. over a year. I wanted to push him into that corner to like force him to tell me the truth. And I'm like, no. And I just, that night, send CC'd Ben. I sent a message to a divorce lawyer and was like, I'm done. Girl. Please fill out the paperwork. Uh, my my soon to be ex is CC'd on the email. So I'm done, done. Yeah. I didn't even care. I didn't even know the, what I didn't know. <laughs> so I no. was done at that you point. You were done
0: before you found out I even what knew. you
1: Exactly.
0: And once again, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a five-star review and make sure to join our private Facebook group for even more juicy info. You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And of course, you can always visit our site at www.xwivesundercover.com.